the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. I've got a special guest here, and I'm going to introduce him in just a minute, but our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for our five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today we're going to do a little history. It's going to be, the theme is going to be the American Civil War. We'll see how All much right. you know about the American Civil War. All right. Yeah. So our special guest, who we've had on a couple times in the past, Dane Moeller, who's the division president of Primary Residential Mortgage. Dane, welcome back to the Best of Investing. Thank you very much, Edward. Happy to be here. Okay. So uh, you know, start, let's start off. What's the current status of mortgage rates? Because they, they seem like they've popped down just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope I'm right that we hit the high watermark uh, around the end of October. And uh, November was one of the single best interest rates months in, uh, I can remember in 20 plus years, you know, just from a first of the month to the end of the month. I mean, it's been one solid train of declining interest rates. So uh, how much, very well. How, how much did they decline? From it, I was looking at some numbers. I quoted somebody in uh, the October 23rd, and uh, it was three quarters of a percent lower today than where it was October 23rd. So that's a, that's that's a huge drop. Yeah, in five yeah. weeks, to go down three quarters of a percent. That's, uh, that's a big change. So uh, I, I would presume business is picking up then. Well, it's a it's a slow time of the year. You know, this is uh, we just had Thanksgiving where everybody's you know, we're December this week. Everyone's thinking about the end of the year. So um, it's slow. I, I read that pending home sales uh, last month were the lowest in 20 years. I mean, the, the housing market is uh, is slow. But yeah. with these rates coming down, I think once people wake up when we get to January and we've gotten through the New Year's, I think that a lot of people are going to enter the market and we're going to see a pretty good pop of home values uh, in the spring. And we, do you think it'll be at uh, the entire spectrum or it'll be like just the high end or just the low end? We think. I think it'll be the entire spectrum, although I do think that existing homeowners that are doing the kind of move up, you know, uh, are going to continue to be really uh, held down because, you know, rates going from the eights or sevens to the sixes doesn't mean anything if you have the threes, right? So yeah. I think it, it will continue to be mostly first time home buyers, investors, second home buyers, uh, and very little kind of like downsizers or move, you know, your traditional kind of 
starter home to next house buyer. I think those would be. Uh, what do you think? What, you, what is driving the market to make the rates go down so fast? Well, inflation's starting to seem under control uh, for the main. For that's the main thing. You know, the Fed is now signaling that they're probably done. Um, okay. They'll be lowering rates in the new year. How soon? We don't really know, but you know. I, if you look at all the charts, and I've said this since the Fed started raising rates, as soon as everybody knows they're done, then mortgage rates will start falling. We don't have to wait for them to start lowering them. Mortgage rates, like the stock market, you know, we buy the news, right? We buy. We're always betting on the future, not necessarily what's happening today. Um, and so, you know, that's what mortgages are starting to do. They're going, oh well, it's going to be lower later. You know, this is a long-term investment, so we're we're thinking about later. And and what. You know, is it a supply and demand of money? You know, who who like yeah. who's setting the rates? Okay. Yeah. So uh, mortgage rates are set in the mortgage-backed securities market, which is similar to a stock market or uh, how treasury rates are set. I mean, it's, you know, supply and demand. Um, and, you know, the, the demand and the supply are often based on expectations, right? If you can get a higher rate of return next week, well, maybe you don't want to buy this week. You know, but if you think returns are going to be lower next week, well, you better buy today because you don't want to miss out. So oftentimes the movement of interest rates creates the movement, right? It's a snowball. Uh, and now that people are feeling like there will be less return in the future, that means they want to buy now, which means the sellers can offer lower interest rates, which, you know, feeds itself. And we were in that terrible feedback loop this whole year, which is causing rates, rates to rise. And now the feedback loop is going the other way. All right, we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. Uh, I want to make a mention here for the Transcendence Theater. Uh, they're doing their Broadway holiday production, December 1st to 3rd and 8 to nine, eight to 10, excuse me. Uh, so the December 1st to the 3rd and the 8th to the 10th at the Hannah Center in Sonoma. I uh, got to go to bestnightever.org. I don't know if you've ever uh, been to any of their performance. I've been to actually, gosh, at least five or six of them. And they are, they're actually phenomenal. I mean, it's his oh, wow. best as, yeah, it's his best as uh, uh, off Broadway as you can get. You know, a lot of these people are, you know, really professionals and uh, they do a, a fantastic show and their Christmas theme is, is always kind of fun because, you know, it's a holiday theme. So check them out at bestnightever.org. All right. Our first trivia question on the Civil War is uh, hostilities began with an attack on this fort in South Carolina. Which fort are we talking about? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Don't go away. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Dane Moeller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Our first trivia question on the Civil War. Hostilities began with an attack on this fort in South Carolina. Which fort is that? I kept wanting to say Fort Funston, but that's in San Francisco, so that's not going to yeah. work. Uh, Fort Sumter or Sumter, some, some, yeah. some, something, something like Sumter. Something, something, uh, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of neat. We uh, uh, we actually took a, a trip to South Carolina last month, 
And, uh, and oh, so wow. we took a, a little cruise ship, uh, you know, like, I mean, like a ferry, basically. And they pointed it out to us. And it was really kind of cool to get a little, little bit of history there. Pretty, pretty fantastic. Oh, very okay. cool. Uh, so, Dave, we're talking about mortgage rates here. Uh, Fed, federal movement expectations. What do you think? So I think they're done raising. I mean, it was it was three or four weeks ago. It was a question of one more increase in December. I think that's off the table. I think they're done. Um, people are calling for one percent reduction by end of next year. I think we'll see more like by next summer a one percent reduction in the Fed. I think we probably see something in I don't remember the months they have meetings. March, April, we see a quarter come off, and then maybe another quarter, maybe a half from there. So by August, let's say we can play this back. See if I'm right. I think we'll be a point lower. They're at five and a half now on their federal funds rate, so we'll call it four and a half by August. And what do you think that? And what what will that translate to for the average homeowner, uh, really for mortgage rates? Well, I mean that's a one percent reduction in any home equity line interest rate uh, or credit card interest rates or anything else tied directly to prime. Uh, for mortgage rates, I think that that brings us back into the low sixes, um, you know, six and a quarter, six and a half range, uh, maybe even high fives. You know, come back around. I think there's a good possibility a year from now we're talking mid to high fives, 30-year fix for your average. Yeah, it's funny. I think, I think we all just got kind of spoiled because, uh, I mean, I remember my my first uh, condo that I bought, interest rates were like 13 and a quarter percent uh, yeah. for that. And uh, I got lucky because I got to assume industrial bond financing at seven and seven eighths. So I was, I was just like licking my chops, you know, but everyone else yeah. was at 13%. And then, you know, everything changed and we all got in the two and 3% range. And, you know, we've talked about this uh, over the last few weeks that I, I think one of the reasons that you're not going to see a tremendous drop in home prices is because there are a lot of people out there who did refinance at two and 3%. And, you know, wild horses couldn't drag them to to sell because they can't replace that. You know, now once rates yeah. are coming back down, then you know you get some activity. Every every amount we get closer, that uh, equation starts to change, and some people will say it's worth it, right? Because there's other reasons they want to move. Yeah. Uh, and in California, we have protected property taxes as well, unless you're over uh, sixty two. So you have that to consider as well in the equation. But um, as we get closer. Some people will start moving, but not everybody. A lot of people are there in their forever house. And and some people, I got to figure, instead of moving, they're just going to try to remodel their houses. Absolutely. Yeah. So good old Home Depot is going to be uh, quite busy for a while. And all those contractors. Every contractor I know is very busy. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think it's going to remain that way. I would be very bullish on uh, home construction companies and their stocks and, yeah. and Home Depot type companies. I know it's like I have a very small job at my house, and and we had someone do some work for us who was very very good. And uh, boy, try, trying to get him to come back is so challenging, you know. And he's a really nice guy, but it's like, could, could you just stop by for you know an hour? You know, <laughs> kind of kind of tough. Okay, um, and then you know, getting on to like the housing market in general, are, are you in agreement with me that you think the, we're not going to see any plummeting of rates? or not rates of house prices? No, I mean, prices are, you know, it, it's it's localized. Some places have come down a bit. Some places have stayed rising. But in general, we're seeing prices starting to come up almost everywhere. And I think as rates come down a little bit, like I was saying, in the in January, February, a lot more buyers going to be coming in and not really more inventory, right? So basic supply and demand 
uh, it has been balanced, right? And yeah. that's why values haven't fallen. There's not many sellers. There's not many buyers. Well, change the equation, think- add a lot of buyers. It's going to increase prices. And then do you think for the future, like the, you know, what we're looking at now is going to be the new norm? I mean, let's say rates do come down a little bit, you know, probably not going to see those two and 3% range rates for a long time. You know, people forget that in 2013, we brought, we had 3% interest rates. Um, So this isn't like the only time it's happened. Uh, But that was like, you know, high threes wasn't, wasn't low threes and twos. I think that where we went was a once in a lifetime event, Um, but it's not out of the question. We'll see the fours again, maybe the high threes, you know, that's not, that's not crazy, but two and a half. I mean, we're not, we're not getting to two and a half again, you know, which we, which we did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think COVID uh, was, was a major part of that. All right. We're going to cut to our next commercial break here. I want to make a mention for ITEX. ITEX is a, uh, a barter exchange company. And uh, it, it's, it's amazing how much they have. Uh, it, it's one of those companies where rather than using cash, you can just trade services. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty phenomenal company. Check them out. ITEX, I-T-E-X. Learn all about them and how you can do barter. It's all legal and everything. Uh, you get 1099. So there's no, there's no hidden, like you're trying to say, you know, trying to cheat the tax. Tax man. It's all, all, all on the up and up. All right. Here's our second trivia question regarding the Civil War. Which general captured Atlanta and marched to the sea? If I remember correctly, I think that was supposed to be a Christmas present to uh, uh, Lincoln, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Again, here's the question. Which general captured Atlanta and marched to the sea? All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Dane Muller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Uh, Second trivia question on the Civil War. Which general captured Atlanta? And marched to the sea. I'm no Civil War buff, but I do know that it was Sherman. Uh, Sherman, yes. Sherman. The William Sherman tank. comes to Sherman, I believe his middle name yeah. was. Yeah, had a name. I guess that's a, a like a Native American name, Tecumseh. <laughs> In fact, whenever I hear that name, Tecumseh, I think about the TV show Cheers, because the Indian in in, in the uh, in the bar. He was called, his nickname was Tecumseh. So William T. Sherman. Okay. Uh, very good. So far, you are two for two. Uh, we'll see if you get the next one. Next one's a little bit harder. All right. So, Dane, you're quite the expert on residential mortgage. And uh, by the way, uh, I've had actually uh, had some people give give you uh, guys high resort, uh, high resort, high respect and, <laughs> and high accolades because you guys do a very, very good job. Um, well, thank you. So now uh, you had a note here, the NAR lawsuit, the NAR National Association of Realtors. Uh, What's the lawsuit? What's going on? So, uh, yeah, if you don't know much about it, a group sued two very large national brokers and the National Association of Realtors over the arrangement that sellers pay both the seller's agent and buyer's agent. 
So uh, this lawsuit, uh, the two brokerages settled, uh, and NAR went all the way to court, and they lost. I mean, it's all it's all negotiable, though, isn't it? Well, so NAR says in order to list a home on the multiple listing service, which is where all the four sale homes are, you have to agree to this shared compensation arrangement. So uh-huh. what, what they were what the lawsuit said is, yeah, it's negotiable, but in essence, you have an mon- unfair monopoly and unfair business trade over listing homes for sale, and you force sellers to pay for something that they get no benefit of. No, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with that fact, but that's what they were saying. Uh, and they, okay. they, uh, the court found in the favor uh, against NAR. This group turned around and sued almost every big brokerage in the country um, for the same thing. And the settlement they won is like, I don't know, uh, five hundred trillion dollars or something. Yeah. Some number that doesn't exist because <laughs> they want to get. They want to basically get back the. Buyer's commission on every deal for the last 10 years or some some ridiculous. All number. around the country. Not, yeah, over the entire country. So it's not a real number. But what may happen is this arrangement, which we all are very used to, familiar with, assume is the way it works, that yeah. the buyer doesn't pay for their agent and the seller does. That arrangement may be changing here in the next few years, which could really change the landscape of how people buy homes and how people sell homes. Okay, so I'm trying to think if if I'm if I'm a buyer, if I'm representing a buyer, how do I, you know, without the specific stated arrangement, um, I mean, what, what's the future hold? What, what, what happens? People, their buyers are going to say, I'm not going to represent buyers anymore. I mean, they're going to get paid. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to get paid as an agent, right? Uh, and yeah. most buyers, we help buyers. That's what we do as a mortgage company. Most buyers do not have extra money on top of down payment, closing costs, you know, reserves, no. moving expenses to then turn around and pay a realtor, right? And realtors, they get paid a lot of money per transaction, but they work a lot of hours to get there. And sometimes a deal never closes and they don't make anything. And so if you look at what realtors make per hour on average, it's actually very normal for their profession. Well, well, interestingly, so I knew uh, the guy who started the Madison company way back in the 70s and um, very, very intelligent guy. And he was telling me, because we were talking about commissions one time, and he said, is that Edward, the real estate agent commission is the cheapest commission that someone pays. And we talked about it. And even though it's expensive, the thing is, if you do a, what they call a FISBO for sale by owner, if I'm the if I'm the buyer and I see that it's a FISBO, I'm going to just re- reduce the price by the commission they would have had to pay anyway. So the, so the seller's not really paying, you know, that much more, if anything, by by having the agent. Um, so then w- what would happen then is, I mean, I could see it, the arrangement would be, okay, you just pay 6% uh, or 5% to the seller, so agent. Yeah. And then the seller is basically going to have a buyer going to come and say, I'm not going to bring you a buyer unless you share that commission with me. Right? Yeah. I mean, there there can there will be those sort of arrangements. Maybe the seller's agent, maybe they'll only be seller's agents, and they're responsible for representing both sides. And buyers will have to find things online. Right? But then when there's a disagreement... Yep. Then you don't have not each party has their own representation. You know, um, mortgages might change to allow for uh, financing of the realtor's cost, which may happen, but that increases the overall cost of buying for the buyer, right? But maybe yeah. the home prices are lower. To your point, if they're not paying six percent, they're paying three or two and a half. Maybe home prices are that much lower. 
But in my opinion, home prices are going to stay the same, and the sellers are just going to try to pocket the difference. So it, it's it's an well, ongoing but, thing; it won't be settled anytime soon. But it's going to be very interesting to see. How it but plays it's, out. A, it's a typical commission. Let's just let's say a typical commission six percent, three percent for the seller's agent, three percent for the buyer's agent. Theoretically, what's supposed to happen now? Yeah, I mean, the, it's what's supposed to happen is that the the seller is not going to be obligated to do this in order to be on the MLS. Right. So then sellers can say, you know, I don't want to pay a buyer's agent anything or I want to pay them one percent or I, I can do these things and still list my home in the same way. And but then part of this lawsuit was that they proved that uh, properties where the buyer's agent isn't getting a full commission, those homes are showed less. So you know, I, I, buyer's I, I, agents are incentivized. Right? So yeah, that was part of the issue. That, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's catch to a break here, but that was going to be my point is that, you know, uh, if you're a buyer's agent and you realize you're not going to get paid anything or get paid a really small amount, it's going to be a disincentive for you to show that house. Yeah, you're not going to do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I remember one time we were trying to sell a piece of land and we offered 10 percent. We just said, you know, we're willing to pay way over what everyone's willing to pay because we want to get this thing sold. All right. Uh, So uh, we're going to our last trivia question on um, Civil War. And here's the question. By what term is the period from 1865 to 1877 known? There's a specific term that it's known by in uh, the historical circles. All right. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer was that tanning certificate. And stay with us. You're listening to the best of investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Dane Moeller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Third trivia question, this was a little harder, uh, talking about the Civil War. Uh, By what term is the period from 1865 to 1877 known? Reconciliation. Close. Reconstruction era. Ah, Reconstruction. Yeah. My AP U.S. history teachers turning turn over wherever they are. Almost. Uh, yeah, that, that, that one's kind of a hard one because kind of one, it's just – Yeah, Reconstruction, it's, it's, that makes way more sense. Yeah, it's just kind of like what is it known by. I uh, want to make yeah. a quick mention here also for the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge, which is close to Heavenly and Kirkwood uh, Ski Resorts. Uh, and also they have like 200 feet of – uh, right on the beach, beautiful ocean view, ocean, I should say ocean, because Lake Tahoe is almost like an ocean. It's so big. Beautiful lake view right on Tahoe. Check them out. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge. All right. Um, so, Dane, um, okay, we already talked about NAR lawsuit. So what exciting changes and opportunities in mortgage products and guidelines? What's going on? Well, one of the biggest ones, well, there's a few big ones. Um, one of the biggest ones is that, uh, Fannie Mae changed their rules for two to four unit properties. Previously, minimum down payment was 15 to 25%. So if you're buying a four unit property, you needed to have 25% down. Now it's 5% down minimum for two to four unit properties. Uh, was it FHA that you could do with like 3% down? 
So FHA allows three and a half percent, and they still do. But for three to four units, they have this thing called self-sufficiency test, which is extremely hard to pass. And so okay. even though they allow that kind of down payment, it actually doesn't work in okay. almost every case. Um, but the conventional Fannie Mae doesn't have that test, and it it works five percent down. So that one's huge. Um, we also just got the new loan limits for next year that uh, just came out. So that's the, where the line is between jumbo and conforming. Yeah. Uh, for most of the country, it's now going to be seven hundred sixty-six thousand five fifty. Uh, here in Marin County and most of the high cost areas, it's now one million one hundred forty-nine thousand eight hundred twenty-five. So one one five, big big number. I mean, I remember we were at four seventeen for yeah, like I remember four seventeen for years and years and years. Yeah. Four seventeen one hundred. Uh, and now well, we're talking about one point five million. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, everybody was thrown in the same boat, and then they finally yeah. decided, you know, California's a little different. Um, the thing is, it's it's. I mean that that would be great for I could see for you guys as as the, in, the, in the mortgage business to uh, do the three percent or five percent to be five percent down, but what does that do for the stability of the housing market from the standpoint that you know that's kind of a little bit what happened in the in the past where if people don't have enough of a down payment any alteration in in the market could really jeopardize uh, the loan getting paid. Yeah, I mean it's a um... It's always a concern, and, and down payment means more skin in the game. It doesn't necessarily mean that person's going to keep their job and be able to make their payments, sure. right? You could do 50% down and then have some sort of life event, and your, your house is going to go into foreclosure, right? Um, now you're yeah, probably going to sell it. You know, thing is just uh, to sell it, the house. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a motivated sale. Um, so, you know, yeah. you're like, I better sell it quick. You know, the... Fannie Mae, I'm sure, did a lot of research and ran a lot and ran tests and, and stuff to see, you know, how dangerous is this on multi-unit? They already allow 3% down on single family. So, yeah. you know, letting people do less down on multi-unit, how much is that going to affect it? And, and specifically in the three to four unit, you're often not going to have all your tenants leave at once. So you do still have streams of income coming in to help pay yeah. the bills. But yeah, it, it it's an interesting thing. And I... I guess we'll see uh, how that affects What are the, the rates for the multi-fit? Because those rates are different than single family, aren't they? They are. They're not much worse, though. I looked at this just recently. I had that question yesterday. And it was only um, 0.625 to cost, which means 0.625 is of a point, which translates to about a quarter percent in interest rate. Uh, so about a quarter percent higher. Not that much different. Oh, interesting. Uh, oh, it's not 0.625. It's 0.625 of another number that makes it. Yeah, so about a quarter percent in rate difference. Okay, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, we have a couple more minutes. Anything you want to uh, give? What, what um, are, are, are any, is anybody doing arms anymore? So it, it's interesting. There are arms out there. Um, in the past, in high rate time periods, arms have been like the answer, right? And, yeah. and anytime rates have gone up, when I bought my house, of course, rates spiked. I got an arm, right? And then I eventually refinanced to a fix. In COVID and with rates falling, all the mortgage servicers who make money on mortgages continuing to pay got completely burned by mortgages getting paid off, right? Uh, it's yeah. called portfolio runoff. So they realized, wait a minute, we don't make very much money if people refi quickly, right? Because we didn't collect very many payments. Well, everyone who takes out an arm is signaling, I want this loan for as short as possible and I'm going to refi. 
So as a result, this cycle, you can get arms, but they come with multiple points up front. So they say, okay, great. You want an arm? You pay us our profit now. So, you know, it's two to three points right out the gate. Wow. And that makes it really unattractive because you're saying, wait, I'm getting this loan because I plan to refi. I'm not going to recoup these two to three points even on a half percent lower rate. Might as well go with a fixed loan. Yeah. Yeah. So might as well go with a fixed, save the money, pay a little more per month and come out in the right place. So they're out there, but they're just not the answer they were before because because of the pain the servicer suffered, uh, and now they yeah. want their they want their cash on the barrel, you know, money up front type thing. And then yeah. and then what's the point? So, Dane, um, before we cut out for our next uh, com- commercial break, with no trivia question, but our commercial break, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions about mortgages? Yeah, thanks, Edward. So, um, with Primary Residential Mortgage, phone number here. 415-870-2756. Or you can always email me, D is in David, M is in Mary, O-L-E-R at primeres, that's P-R-I-M-E-R-E-S as in Sam, dot com. That's good. You don't have this long, drawn out type of... <laughs> it's funny because at Pacific Private Money, I mean, it's actually, it's not PPM. Yeah, you literally have to go Pacific. Edward at PacificPrivateMoney.com. <laughs> All right. On you better hope you don't hire another Edward. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, All right. Uh, Audience, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back with some closing. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Dane Moeller. Last time for today. All right. Um, so before we uh, cut out with our thoughts for the day, uh, Dane, uh, you want to ask me a question? Yeah, so I'm familiar with your funds, and uh, I think it's an awesome opportunity for investors. The interest rates, from what I understand, have been fairly stable through this rising interest rate environment. Now that CDs are five and a half, almost 6%, are you guys getting pressure to pay more? Are you paying more? How does that work? Yeah, actually, yes, we are. Uh, we do get a lot of questions from people saying, uh, hey, your fund's great, but, uh, you know, like you just said, CDs are going up. Uh, when, when are you guys going to increase your rates? And uh, we do offer... Um, I mean, no offer. Our funds do qualify for QBID, which is a, a, a potential tax benefit that people get that you don't get with CDs. But that being said, uh, we we are getting pressure to raise the rates. So actually, in our Freedom Fund um, for new investors, we just lowered the threshold of dollar amount from two fifty down to a hundred thousand, and wow. it's going to pay eight uh, percent. So we raised it from seven percent to eight percent. In our Southwest Fund. We are paying a flat eight and a half percent. That might actually increase to nine percent, but not yet. Uh, we have to kind of gather ourselves, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of see. We, we still have to keep the lights on, right? Make a little bit of a profit. But um, in the uh, origination space in our Freedom Fund, uh, we have been charging uh, borrowers uh, more. And so we should be able to start paying a little bit more on that. That's why we went ahead and increased it because, you know, it's a supply and demand situation, just like you said. I mean, no matter how conservative our funds are, even if we, you know, let's say, oh, they're just a little bit riskier than the bank. And and so you should be paying, you know, six and a half percent. Nobody's going to invest with us if we pay six and a half. 
So, you know, you, we got we to yeah. make it high enough to, to overcome the fact that they're not FDIC insured, but they are backed by the houses. Um, so uh, you have that side of it. But the other side is, too, from the borrower standpoint, you know, they, they have choices. Right. I mean, the first thing someone's going to do, they're not going to come to me. They're going to come to you. Because <laughs> your rates are a lot better than ours, uh, but it's only if you, for whatever reason, can't fund the loan, be it a little too low a FICO score or timing or whatever, uh, then you know, then we can help uh, help that person. But right now, we are putting loans out at over ten and a half percent with a couple of points. So uh, it's it's a hard pill to swallow uh, for those borrowers, but it is temporary. And then they'll yeah. go right back and, and see Dane Moeller to cash them out of our high rates and your lower rates. <laughs> That's the hope. And let's hope those rates keep coming down. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just in general, I think it's good good for the economy. Um, the, you know, inflation. I, I just wonder how much political stuff is going to happen to try to alter things. Every election cycle, people start bringing that up about a year out, a year and a half out. And this time has been no exception. You know, having been through a lot of election cycles, I don't know how much the president or the outgoing party really can control these things because it is a free market. I mean, it's it's actively traded every day. Yeah. But it rates do seem to fall in election years. It, so, yeah. so who knows? As long as they don't have price prices, but I mean, if they, you know, yeah. fixed costs. Right. It's like when, when, you know, if the government comes in and tries to control costs, that's when all, you know, what breaks loose, because yeah. uh, that's just, that's just disaster, whether they could try to control, you know, oil prices or, or interest rates. You know, you just have to let the free market decide what what, what it needs to do. And uh, Dane Moeller, again, why don't you give out your information if people have questions for your uh, uh, your services for getting them good home rates? Well, thank you, Edward. Four one five eight seven zero. 2752. That's my phone number or D Moeller, D M O L E R at prime res P R I E P R I M E R E S as in Sam. I've said that a thousand times. All right. And uh, we're going to cut out. Here's our third thoughts for the day. So what happened to the Turkey that got in a fight? He got the stuffing knocked out of him. And the logo of the Royal New Zealand Air Force features the kiwi. And the funny thing about that is that's a flightless bird. So what's it What's it doing on the New Zealand Air Force as its logo? That's a little scary, actually, but that's okay. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.